0: Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads, get on your feet. It's curd and law. Hosted by Sparky
1: Piper and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Sparky Fichter, twelve fifty a.m. The fan, beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin Packers Bears Week Hall. Oh, buddy, finally, 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 the NFL is here. I cannot wait. He is Ryan Horvat here as well. Bet MGM tonight, tailgate kickoff, Saturday mornings, 8 central to 9 central on 1250 AM, The Fan in Milwaukee or your BetQL stations, wherever you may have them. There's a plenty of them around the country. Uh, all right, Ryan Horvat. Uh, let's first start off uh, before we get to our predictions. Today will be predictions. Plus, we'll go over uh, college football from over the weekend at the end of uh, curtain law because Ryan Horvat was making him some money. Uh, we'll do that too. But first... This Aaron Rodgers one-on-one that Bill Huber got nicely done by Bill Huber to get this just a plus right over at SI uh, does a great job over there. And we'll go through some of this uh, from Packer Central. Uh, As far as pressure goes, Roger says it's only as big as you make it in your mind. A lot of that stuff is just fodder for articles. It never really feels that way inside the facility. It really doesn't. You feel the enormity of how the expectations are in Titletown. But it never feels like this incredible weight, especially on a young team. Not a lot of those guys played with me for a lot of years. It's a really young team. So there's not like this deep-seated group of four or five guys that were with me for so long. That's the nature of the NFL. There's so much turnover. So it's never going to feel like this overwhelming sense of how do I feel this guy's shoes? What do I have to do? I promise you I know he feels the same way when talking about Jordan Love. And it's not a slight to me like it wouldn't be a slight to Brett. It's exciting. You're the guy. You get to do whatever you want to do and lead how you want to lead. It's not like this incredibly crazy, how am I going to actually play football? It's like, no, now I get a chance to play football, and he's got the right attitude. So there's more quotes we'll get to. Can I just say, when I read this piece, I smiled. I was so happy with Aaron Rodgers. I, I, he could not have done this interview any better no no matter how many times you probably tried. like He was eloquent. He was kind of saying, man, I went through it. I waited three years. He waited three years. Now he gets to do his thing. I will say this. Love to a certain degree has it easier, but yet has it harder than Rodgers did following Favre. He has it easier because he doesn't have all those dudes that played for Aaron. Aaron had all those dudes that played with Brett. He had to win over those dudes that didn't want Brett to leave to begin with and were Team Brett, right? He had Jordan Love doesn't have that. But Jordan Love doesn't have the veteran team around him, wide receivers and so forth, that already know what's going on. He's got to teach everybody like he's been doing something for the last three years playing football, which makes his job a little bit more difficult from that perspective. How, how do you read it, Ryan?
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I thought, you know, like reading the article, um, I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he really loves Jordan Love. I think he's thinks really highly of Jordan. And um, yeah, I kind of agree, though. Like, it's got to be an exciting time for Jordan Love. And I don't know how much pressure he really feels. I mean, maybe it's there, but also you have to feel relieved because finally you get to become the guy. Because if you're Jordan Love, man, there might have been a year or two. Well, I mean, he's only been there for three years. But, you know, maybe last year, Rodgers wins back-to-back MVPs right? The team wins 13 games, three consecutive seasons. And you're like, I want to play now. Uh, You know, I'm going to be 25, 26 years old. I want my shot now. Maybe in the back of your mind, you're starting to think like, man, am I ever going to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League? Because usually if a guy sits, you know, not that Trey Lance is going to be a starter for Dallas, but he wasn't going to be a third string quarterback another year in San Francisco. They moved on. You know what I mean? I always thought, oh, man, if Rodgers is going to continue to do this, if they're going to give him another four-year extension, you know, when I thought Devontae was going to come back, I was like, I wonder if they'd look to move Jordan Love. I wonder if he could get a second-round pick. I wonder why a team like Indianapolis, who's digging up the corpse of another quarterback every single season, hasn't made a call for Jordan Love. You know, hey, and they like
1: a- Jordan Love, they said, they going into the call. draft. Yeah. So if you had a first-round grade
0: on Jordan Love, why not call at least with the second-round pick? And I don't think that ever happened. So he was probably thinking maybe he was never going to get his shot. Aaron's mm-hmm. never going to go away. This guy's so good um he still looks so good and now he gets to be the guy. So, yeah. I mean, it was a little bit different for Aaron because like you said there was a bunch of veterans in that locker room. Jordan Love doesn't really have that, but if anything I thought I think that might be a good thing. You know what I mean? Because they're all going to have their they're all going to kind of like go through their gro- growing pains together. You know what I mean? Whereas when you have a veteran quarterback, man, they know that they're their years are limited to win another Super Bowl. Like, so Rodgers is going to be tough on the young guys because he's 37, 38 years old and he's only got two more years. It's easy for Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes not to be so tough on their guys because they're 24, 25 years old. Right. They still got a decade plus to play the game. But you see these old guys, they get crabby. Like, even Brady, you know, Brady was yelling at his guys. Peyton Manning was yelling at his guys. Rodgers yells at his guys, you know, far, van, whatever. But um, the other takeaway that I had really quick. Is like, how do you root against Aaron Rodgers? How do you not love this guy? Because sure, like the falling out with Brian Gudikins was what it was, but he never had a falling out with the fan base or any of his teammates. All those young guys in that locker room like him. You know, um, for the fans, he loved being the quarterback for the Packers for 17 plus years. Now he's handling this with all class. He's calling Jordan Love when he gets a chance. He's watched Jordan Love. You know, he helped Jordan Love, obviously. You see the back shoulder throw that Jordan Love made a couple preseasons ago. Rodgers made the same throw that night like he learned a lot and uh it's not like Brett you know like Brett wanted to wanted to do it in spite of Green Bay. He he went to Minnesota like he obviously had to go to New York, but he went to Minnesota to beat Green Bay. Rodgers would never do that. He wouldn't like he just wants to play football. He wants to win another Super Bowl and have a good time. And uh so that's why I love that guy so I, I I thought that was just all class in that interview.
1: No doubt uh, more quotes the shoes are never as big as you think they are, said Rogers. The mantle is never as heavy as you think it is. The crown is heavy of being the leader, but it's not like living up to these expectations or whatever it might be around uh, who I was or what I did. It's all about him and what he's doing and how he's going to lead and he'll be just fine. Rogers did watch a little of love in the Bill Huber article on SI. He looks great, Roger said. Uh, Rodgers pointed to Love's work last year and the start of this year with vol- uh, venerable quarterbacks coach Tom Clements as a reason for his year three growth. It's really, really exciting because you go from being the guy in college. Now you're sitting and watching and learning. You've always been the guy. Then you get to a team and you realize, oh, there's a guy out there who's better than me. Then it's the task of, all right, I'm going to learn what this guy does and I'm going to for- figure out why he's doing this and why he's doing that. And then it's creating your own identity and leadership style. All the things that he has done, he had three years just like I had three years. And now it's all the other fun stuff for him. Now he gets to figure out the kind of leader that he wants to be to the guys. And he has all the cloud as a starting quarterback now. So now, just like I told him, just be yourself. Uh, Rogers continues. People used to always say, and I'm sure they're still saying, the old adage about filling shoes and all the different cliches about following a quarterback who's been there, played at a high level forever, Rogers said. I have a a few things I used to tell myself about some of those questions in my mind. And I think he's probably telling himself the same type of stuff. It just comes down to being your own man and do things the way you want to do it. The things that he watched me do that he would do differently, then do it differently. Be your own guy. That's awesome. You should do that. He's a great kid. He's got all the talent in the world. They've got a really young team. So he's got an opportunity to be exactly who he wants to be and be the leader he wants to be. I'm excited for him. And that there... That line right there tells you, and I don't know if you remember this or not. When Ro- that first summer, when all that hoopla was going on with Brett or whatever else, but where he got to be the guy and they got to a training camp, Rodgers was having barbecues at his house, inviting over to the, the Packer team, hey, come hang out with me, yada, yada, yada. That's not who Aaron is. I, that, I have never heard of another one of those things ever since that first summer of him inviting the whole team over and doing stuff. And I think that's kind of what he's talking about here of like, I kind of got forced into being somebody that maybe I wasn't the first couple of years trying to win over a veteran locker room. And then over the course of time, he got to be who he is. And in this case with Jordan Love, he doesn't have to impress anybody because nobody knows any different. They don't know anybody else necessarily. A lot of these younger guys on offense other than Bakhtiari, right? Uh, and maybe a little else Jenkins, or probably more Bakhtiari, there really isn't anybody per se that you have to win over in that locker room.
0: No. I mean, they all probably already... Lo- I mean, you know, maybe, maybe the defensive guys. Maybe the guys on the defensive maybe. side of the ball you have to win over. Like, you know, I know Jair says this is the best quarterback in the league and stuff, but the defense... You know, if the defense is going to go out there this year and they actually live up to expectations, they're a top 10, top 15 defense, and you're, you know... 20th or 21st ranked offense in the league they're probably going to be pissed off if you can't sustain drives you go out there and it's three out three and out three and out and they're on the field the majority of the game but yeah on the offensive side of the ball all these young guys like him and A.J. Dillon have been boys forever that's why they drafted A.J. Dillon right right yeah Bakhtiari might not fu- fully buy in but he's probably only going to be there another year anyway Elton Jenkins he's been around like he's a young dude he's been around so Yeah, I think he's probably like already the leader in that locker room, I'd say. I mean, we saw they're having boat parties. Um, You know, I I think with a young team, that's that's that that goes back to why I think it's good that this is a young team for Jordan Love, because, you know, there aren't these high expectations. I mean, there's expectations. Don't get me wrong. This team wants to make the playoffs and win a Super Bowl like every other team. But you don't have like a, uh, you know, Donald Driver in that locker room where you feel bad, like if you let him down, like, man, he probably has one or two good more years. You know what I mean? Like they're just a bunch of young guys. They're all going to grow together. Most of them have been together the last couple of years. Now you got these, you know, the new kids like Jaden Reed and whatnot. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't think there'll be any issues in the locker room.
1: It, it's going to be fun to see how this whole thing plays out. And like I said, and you said the same thing, he, he really, there's more quotes in there, a lot more quotes talking about when Rogers kind of felt like everybody was convinced that he didn't suck after all. Um, and then pointing back to the Philly game uh, with Jordan Love where, you know, he was what, six of nine on the field or whatever else. And kind of Bill Huber brought that up going, maybe that was the moment where Jordan Love kind of felt himself a little bit and said, look, see, I'm not as bad as a Kansas City game. And that Rodgers game obviously was a Dallas game uh, and kind of where he proved to everybody, I'm not as bad as y'all think. Like, I am I'm, I'm, I can handle this. I'm pretty good. And he goes into depth into that in the Bill Huber article as well. If you haven't read it, go check it out. Uh, Bill Huber's on Twitter. Just go to Packer Central and SI.com, and you can read it there. Good stuff. Good job, Bill Huber, uh, of turning that thing uh, into a a big-time deal. Everybody was talking about it this weekend. Uh, Okay, NFC prediction time. So I've got the pen. got the paper. I know I'm old, so I use pen and paper. But I got the pen. I got the paper. Me too. And I've got the slots for every division lined up in front of me. So we are all set to go here. Now we're going to do NFC predictions first. Ryan's bumping his fists up there. This
0: is my favorite Uh, time of the year. I love predictions, man. All
1: right. So we're going to do NFC predictions. Then we'll do AFC. Then we'll do the award winners uh, as well. And then once that's done, uh, then we'll do a little college football recap because I got to throw some flowers at at Horvath because he was uh, rocking it uh, over the weekend. Okay. NFC East. will start there. Teams are Washington, the Giants, the Cowboys and the Eagles. I pr- prefer to go first if that's okay. Cause I don't want people saying that I'm stealing your knowledge and stealing. And no, Ah, you just copied Ryan the whole time. Cause I know you're not going to care what I think you're going to do what you want. So I'm going to go Philly uh, in uh, the one hole. They just have too much talent. I they're the team to beat in the NFC, in my opinion. You can say whatever you want. I just don't think there's anybody close to them. And don't come at me with Brock Purdy. is going to beat them. Uh, so no, no, fi- trust me, I won't. Don't worry. No, That's Brock Purdy's up. not beating Philly. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, so Philly, that. I'm going to take number one. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Cowboys, number two. and uh, Maybe a little bit of a surprise here. I'm going to go with Washington at three. And I'm going to put the Giants in dead last, and Daniel Jones reverts back to being Daniel Jones again. And that was just a fart in the wind last year for Daniel Jones. And now that he got paid, he's going to go back to being who he was. So Philly, Dallas, Washington, Giants. And I will tell you that I was haggling between Dallas and Washington at two and three because I'm just not as sold on Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. But regular season, McCarthy always wins a bunch of games. So I'll stick with Dallas at two, Philly at one. Ryan Horvat, what you got?
0: All right. The number one seed in the entire NFC this season will also be the NFC East winner. That will be the Dallas Cowboys, who yep. win at least, I think, their floor is 12 games this season. I love what they did this offseason. You bring in Stephon Gilmore in the secondary. He was Defensive Player of the Year just a couple of years ago. He had a pretty good year last year, to be honest Three. with you. Yep. And now you have you know, him with Diggs. Micah Parsons is there. He's one of the best pass rushers in the league. Dan Quinn's been doing a really good job. He'll probably get a head coaching gig next year, but I think he should just stay as a DC, to be honest with you. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you bring in Brandon Cooks. I know Dak threw a bunch of picks last year. He's heard the noise. I think he has a bounce back year. Also, Dak was excellent in that playoff game. Ended Tom Brady's career, people forget. Mike McCarthy ended the career of Tom Brady. That'll be a good trivia question down the road. But uh, you bring in um, Brandon Cooks is your deep threat, and then – Michael Gallup tore his ACL in 2019, but was having a really good year before that. Last year, like great. I think it's always like year two where guys really bounce back from that ACL injury. Is he if he's your number three? And I like Tony Pollard a lot. I like that Zeke's gone because now that means they're going to give the ball to right. Tony Pollard. So I'm going with Dallas to win the East. I'll have Philly finish. No, up. no,
1: not to win the East. You have Philly winning the East.
0: Dallas no, I have Dallas. Second. No, I have Dallas winning the East.
1: Wait, wait, wait. wait. So Philly's... Wait a second now. So Dallas is the one seed, not Philly?
0: Yeah, I think Dallas is going to finish with at least 13 wins. Holy crap. Okay, two? Okay, so they win the East. Philly will finish second with 11 wins, but they won't be the two seed in the NFC. All right. The two seed in the NFC, I hate to say this, is going to be the New Orleans Saints. They play the easiest schedule in the National Football Hold on, we're League. We're
1: not done with the East yet. You're all over the place. Dallas, Philly, and then who's third and fourth in the East behind Dallas? And oh, Philly? okay, okay, good. I'm glad you wanted to do
0: it this way. You confused the hell out of me. Okay, so yeah, no, we're just no, no. doing the okay. East. Go ahead. Okay, we're just doing the East. My bad. Okay, we'll wrap that up. Go ahead. <laughs> right. Rewind the show. Yes, Dallas, Dallas Philly, Dallas, Philly. Yep, Giants three seed, Commanders four seed. Commanders. Here's my prediction for them. Uh, Ron Rivera fired by week seven. First NFL coach fired this year. I like Sam Howell. That offensive line is going to get him killed. Terry McLaurin already has turf toe. We haven't even hit week one. Is Chase Young ever going to play more than eight games this season? I have a pretty big amount of money on Dallas. I'm sorry, Washington under six and a half wins. Real? I think. Yeah, I think the Giants. Man, I just I want to count them out, but I think Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka are too good. I I really do. So I think they might take a step back, but they still win eight games. So okay. I'm going to say Dallas, Dallas and Philly get in the
1: playoffs in the East though. NFC North uh, up next here. I'll I'll go first. Uh I'm going to take uh the Packers to win the North. I'll take the Lions in second, the Vikings in third, and the Bears in last. And I'm pinning all my hopes that that defense lives up to expectations for the first time in forever. Uh, under Joe Barry that this aggressive man-to-man defense that they want to play the defensive line itself looks better as far as getting pressure I feel like they've got a lot of young talent that they can rotate in and out with these couple rookies they've added to the rotation moving Kenny Clark off the ball uh, I think uh, as we've talked about might actually help him we'll see Uh, going forward I love Slayton he can get that push kind of like Gilbert used to get back in the day not that he's Gilbert uh, but can get a similar type of push and I think the offense will be good enough to win games. I, it just comes down to the defense. If the defense sinks, then they're not going to win the division. If the defense is good, top 10 defense, then they have every chance to win this division. Uh, Lions uh, in second place. I like the talent that the Lions accumulated this offseason. I, I think they had another good draft. Love Laporta. Love uh, Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama. Uh, Campbell, the linebacker out of Iowa. Big physical dude. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I, I, I like what the Lions did uh, in the offseason. I think I did too. But I'm just still struggling to believe they're for real. I, I need yeah. more than a year. If they're the Lions, I, with all due respect, I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm just struggling to buy that this is really real. Like they're going to be there for like the next five or 10 years. We'll see. Uh, Vikings, it's Kirk Cousins last year, uh, unless they get an extension done. Uh, and you took away his best running back in Delvin Cook. Now, Madison isn't a slouch by no means, but then what? If he goes down with any type of injury, there's nothing uh, behind Alexander Madison at this point. Uh, you like the pick of Jordan Addison, obviously. Uh, Justin Jefferson, obviously, is still there. Hockenson got played a ton of money, uh, and wh- what then does that going to mean uh, at the end of the day? And then the Bears, I'm not there. I'm just, I'm not there in Justin Fields. We'll see. We'll see how this whole thing plays out. They spent a lot of money on defense to shore up their defense, uh, so their defense you expect to get better because they spent a lot of money there. Uh, but on the offensive side of the ball, Justin Fields' accuracy just has to be a lot better than he's shown in preseason. Because uh, what I've seen in preseason, he's missing throws. Not that guys are dropping balls. He's missing throws. Uh, and you can love D.J. Moore, but they're going to eventually take D.J. Moore out of game plans for the Bears. And then he's going to have to do something other than run. And then we'll see what happens. So Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears, I probably have my, my green and gold glasses on for the Packers, but I'm, I'm okay with it. All right, Ryan, what do you got?
0: I did bet the Packers over seven and a half wins. I think they win at least eight games. I've been going back and forth with this division. I still think the Bears are a year or two away. I do like what Ryan Poles is doing there. I hate to say it. You know who I've been kind of talking myself into is Minnesota, only because they're going to regress. They're not going to win 13 games. But regression could be nine games that they win, and that could be good enough to win the North. We know how yes. bad the defense is, but I kind of like them bringing in Brian Flores as the defensive coordinator. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you lose Darius Smith, but you really lost him like week six, like everybody does when he quits on the team. I don't love the secondary. They gave up 300 yards passing to Daniel Jones twice last season, including in a playoff loss. But I can just – that offense is so good, man. Like, with – I mean, they still have Justin Jefferson. And I don't really care about them losing Delvin Cook because they were already 26 in rushing offense last season. So even if there's regression, who cares as long as Justin Jefferson catches 120 balls. I'm not going to pick Minnesota to win the division, though. So it's funny because like, if I'm betting this, I'm not going to bet Detroit because I agree with everything you said. They haven't won the conference, the division, since 1993 when I was in grade school. But on paper, they have the best team. I wouldn't bet this, but I'm going to pick Detroit to finish first in the NFC North for the first time since 93. It's just like you look at the way they closed out their season. The defense played pretty damn good. They were top 10 DVOA. Offensively, I agree. Like We kind of ripped the draft picks. But if those guys work out, it makes sense. Gibbs is now your swift. Like, he's your pass-catching back. He's shifty. In Alabama, he was their best route runner. You know, he's a really good pass-catcher and running back. And then you replace Jamal Williams, who I love, with David Montgomery, who might be better in that role as the goal line back. So you have two really good backs. You have a good offensive line. Ben Johnson's the best OC in football. He's going to be the next big thing as head coach. My big concern, can Goff do it again? You know, it's a good system, but, like, is, is, is Goff going to be able to win you 10-11 games? He did with McVay. He was good the second half of the season. But if they're in one-score games, because they were in a lot of one-score games again last year, is Goff good enough to beat Dak? Is Goff good enough to beat Jordan Love? You know, we don't know yet. Is he good enough to beat Justin Fields again this year if those guys get better? That would be my big concern. But I'm going to pick Detroit one. I'm going to pick Green Bay two. I think they both sneak into the playoffs in a week NFC. Green Bay's defense has to be top 10, though. Yep. You know, I, I don't have any worries about Jordan Love, man. I think Jordan Love is going to be good. I really do. I don't know if the defense and Joe Barry are good. Joe Barry's is my biggest concern. Three, I'll go Chicago. And then four, I'll go Minnesota. Um, yeah, I'll go Minnesota. I'm, I'm more of a believer in Justin Fields than most. And if Minnesota gets off to a slow start, who knows? Maybe they just shut that whole thing down. Because like you said, kirk Can I ask gone- you a question? Yeah. If the
1: Bears win three games. Do they take Caleb Williams?
0: Yes. Yes. Ryan Poles didn't draft Justin Fields. He has no alliance to Justin. All Fields, right.
1: So. I forgot that. Yeah.
0: I think you take Caleb Williams. I would probably, I'm not going to lie. I'd take Drake may over Caleb
1: Williams, but would you take Drake may over Justin Fields? Yes. Cause you don't have to him. be one. Then one of them is going to be there. If the other, if not the other one,
0: I would take Drake may over Justin Fields. I would take Kayla Williams over Justin Fields. And as of right now, and I know it's Caleb, Kalen DeBoer's offense. I might take Michael Penix over Justin Fields. I don't know if you've Former seen Former Indiana
1: it. quarterback now at Washington. oh, yep.
0: oh he, he can make every throw and he's healthy. Um, and then I don't know, Riley Leonard from Duke is pretty good too. He beat yeah, Clemson. He had a great
1: run, 44 yards or whatever it was. <laughs>
0: numbers weren't great, but Clemson's defense is really good. Um, so – yeah, I, if you win three games, Justin Fields is gone.
1: Yep, I think you're right. All right, NFC South. Let's move on here, uh, and I'll I'll go first here in the NFC South, and I'm gonna I, I'm struggling with this one, but I'm gonna just go with chalk because I'm scared. I'm gonna go with the Saints you know at one. Okay, I'm scared. before
0: before you go, I got a team I love in this division, and I was gonna actually go with the Saints, but I'm gonna change my mind on that. And I, I bet this team to win the division, but on paper. It's going to be a hot take, but go on. So you're going to go with the Saints. Okay,
1: so I'm going to go with the Saints one just because, again, they're old, right? Michael Thomas is old. Kamara is old and suspended. Uh, Derek Carr isn't getting any younger. But as far as like offensively, what he's got to work with Carr, this is a pretty good team because Olave's young. He's a stud. I don't care what y'all say about Olave. But if Mike Thomas comes back and gets a fountain of youth like Jimmy Graham apparently found in New Orleans, if he finds a fountain of youth, that offense is going to be dangerous for the New Orleans Saints if you can keep Thomas, Olave, and Derek Carr all playing together and then Kamara and whatever else they want to do. And we'll see about Jimmy Graham. So, I, I mean, Saints defense is always usually pretty good, so you don't worry about them. So, the Saints, I'll go one. The team I was debating with was the Atlanta Falcons. I'll put the Atlanta Falcons at two. And I will tell you that I probably watch more Atlanta Falcon football than most people did because 16 year old's a Falcons fan. Uh, And I am not in on Desmond Ritter. Nope, I am not. Uh, And that is the reason why I did not take the Atlanta Falcons one, because I don't trust Desmond Ritter. I probably would pick 20 or more quarterbacks in this league. I picked before Desmond Ritter. I don't trust him. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. He's definitely got a lot of swag. He definitely thinks highly of himself. Uh, We'll see what happens. They've got all the talent. Bijan Robinson's going to be a stud. We know that. The running back from last year, he's a stud. He played well last year. Uh, and then you add Pitts and Drake London. Then you add uh, a couple of these other guys uh, in free agency, a wide receiver. I, I think they're in position. Plus, they added some stuff on defense, too, like the Bears did on uh, free agency. So Atlanta, two, three, I'm going to go with. I don't think it really matters who you pick at three at this point. I'll go with Tampa Bay just because of Baker Mayfield. Uh, and they've got more in the cover than the Carolina Panthers do, I think, at this point. And I'll take Carolina four. It's going to be a long year probably for Bryce Young. Uh, and the Panthers, not a not a lot there for Frank Reich to work with as of right now. Now they get Marvin Harrison at the top of the draft next year to give Bryce Young. Well, now you can start talking about Carolina's offense, you know, picking it up a little bit if he gets Harrison Junior. in the draft next year. Uh, Ryan Horvat, what do you got in the South?
0: All right, this could be the clip because here's your hot take, even though it's not Packers related. I'm going to go with Atlanta to win the NFC South. So nope. the Saints play the easiest schedule in the entire league. But Atlanta plays the second easiest schedule in the entire league. I bet them over eight and a half wins. They're going to be favored in at least eight games this season. If you look up, if you look back, even with Mariota, man, they were competitive in every game last season. They played seventeen games, fifteen of them were one score games. So even because they ran the ball well. Yeah, they had three running backs last year inside the top 20 as far as efficiency. Patterson's back. Tyler Algier broke their rookie rushing record with over 1,200 yards on the ground. And then they draft Bijan Robinson, the best running back in college football the past five years. So even if Desmond Ritter isn't a Pro Bowl quarterback, he can't be much worse than Marcus Mariota. They spent the fourth most money on the defensive side of the ball. Jesse Bates easily upgrades that secondary. Calias Campbell's there, Bud Dupree's there. I don't know how good Jeffrey Okuda is, and I'm pretty sure he's already hurt, but they were one of the worst defenses in the league. They should improve this season, and they face the easiest schedule of opposing offenses. So defense should be improved. They have the second easiest schedule, like I said, next to only the Saints. I like Drake London. I like Kyle Pitts. I like Arthur Smith's offensive system, especially with these running backs. And last year, if you look at the schedule as well, they had to play the NFC West and the AFC North. This season, they get the NFC North, and they get the AFC South. I'm going to go with Atlanta to win double-digit games and win the NFC South. I'm going to go with the Saints, number two. Um, I'm just not a big believer in Derek Carr. Like, yeah, I believe he's an upgrade over Jameis Winston. But does that win you 12, 13 games? We'll find out. That defense is really damn good. Top five in the league went healthy. Wait a second. Hold on, hold on.
1: 12 or 13. You think Atlanta's going to win 12 or 13 games to win that division? No, I think they'll probably win. I think eleven, and I think eleven. Holy yeah, maybe crap!
0: Eleven or yeah, I think they win eleven games, and I think the Saints probably win ten games. Maybe they both win eleven games. Yeah, I'm I think like nine, maybe. I mean, the Saints again. The Saints are the safe pick, right? They play the easiest yeah. schedule. They upgraded quarterback. Mike Thomas is healthy for the first time in forever. Although we said that last year, Olave is a dog. Uh, you know, I mean, good running backs, but great defense. I'm going to go Atlanta. I'm going to go Saints. All right. I'm gonna go Carolina three. Um, even with a shaky offensive line. I like Bryce Young. I agree. Doesn't have many weapons to work with, but I think Tampa's going to be a disaster. Tampa's either my hot take on Tampa's is either they're the disaster that they should be with Baker Mayfield and a bunch of vets that don't want to be there or their last year's Seattle team. But I don't know, man. Mike Evans already wants out. You know, Chris Godwin don't want to be there. Guys on defense are already looking to get moved. But what if Baker Mayfield goes back to Baker Mayfield year two with Kevin Stefanski where solid run game, a lot of it was based off play action but had really good weapons and won double-digit games and beat the Steelers in the playoffs. They could be the Seahawks maybe, man. Baker looked pretty damn good those final couple weeks of the season, almost beat Green Bay with McVay calling plays for him. So that'll be my order, though. I think Tampa finishes last. I think Carolina's third, but Atlanta, baby, the
1: Dirty Birds. NFC West. Uh, this one, I'm going Seattle because I don't trust Brock Purdy. I don't know why I trust Geno Smith, to be honest with you, but they, they've got uh, some nice offensive uh, weaponry uh, in Seattle right now for him to play with. Uh, so I'll go Seattle, then I'll go the Niners, then the Rams, and only the Rams because Arizona has already given up on the season. So uh, Rams three, Arizona four. I might consider that Rams maybe to be that team everybody's sleeping on a little bit. But Cooper Cup has got himself a major physical issue going on right now. He has not to do a special body specialist or whatever, trying to figure out his hamstring issues and stuff. I mean, that's just not good. If you haven't been fantasy, it might be a long year for you right now. Uh, and then Stafford, can he stay healthy and stay on the field? That's a big question. Uh, so for me, it's Seattle, San Francisco, Rams, and Arizona, mainly because Arizona's not drunk. Uh All right, Ryan, what do you got?
0: So this, yeah, this one, man, I mean, I hate to be chalky, but I'm going – And I could see San Francisco – I don't see them taking a step back. What I could see happening, though, is Brock Purdy turning back into a pumpkin and Sam Darnold being the guy. Yeah,
1: and you're not winning crap with Sam Darnold, so.
0: I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe uh, Shanahan can. I'm going to go, though – there's so much love for Seattle that I feel like it's not really a hot take, so I don't really want to take – you know what I am. Seattle wins the NFC West. Gino has another year like he had last year. JSN will come back healthy. Yep. You have Metcalf. You know, you have Lockett. And then on defense, dude, Devin Withers- Witherspoon might be defensive rookie of the year. I love him from Illinois. I know he's not the biggest guy, but he's really good. Um, you know, he's he, like against he's the run. Dinged up. In coverage. Well, the problem the, is because he's little and he plays like a dog out there, man. Like, I'm going to go with Seattle, though. I'm going to go with San Francisco number two. I'm going to take the Rams three. Arizona's going to be a mess. If you're Arizona this this season, the goal should be to be a mess, though. Then, I mean, the best story in football is going to be if Arizona's as bad as we expect, they're not favored in one game this season, do they take Caleb Williams? Do they yes. go with another? Yes. Or do they take Drake May? And then what do you do with Kyler?
1: Kyler Murray gets traded after next year.
0: Yeah. So that's yeah. going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, no. I think he gets one year. Uh, and then Caleb Williams, it's his show. I think it's it's one more year. I'd have to look at his contract. I just looked at that before. Um, all right, so AFC East, uh, as we go over uh, to the AFC now uh, and talk about the predictions there for the AFC East. I'll go first uh, on this side, too, so I don't get accused of copying Ryan. So I'm going to go uh, Buffalo. I don't think that's too hard to understand. Uh, I'm going to go Jets, Miami and New England in that order. Uh and the main reason I'm taking the Jets over Miami simply is cuz I don't believe Tua will be on the field all this season. And once Tua is off the field, that's the end of the Dolphins as far as being able to compete with those other two top teams. Now, same thing can be said for Rodgers. If Rodgers goes down, Zach Wilson uh uh maybe if Rodgers is there holding his hand the whole season, maybe they can still win 9 games, maybe uh, but that defense can keep you in every game. Rodgers is enough offensively where they should win a bunch of games. I think the Bills will win a bunch of games. Any drama between Allen and Diggs, hopefully that doesn't play into the season and affect things on offense. Uh, but I also go Buffalo Jets, Miami, New England. Let's see you? Know you.
0: What's funny? I keep hearing everybody say the Jets aren't going to live up to the hype. The Jets aren't going to live up to the hype. Who's hyping up the Jets? Everybody just has the same take that they're going to stink. That's the... No, Jets are going to win the AFC East with at least 13 wins. Rodgers is winning the Super Bowl this year. He most likely wins another MVP. Garrett Wilson, Offensive Player of the Year. Sauce Gardner, Defensive Player of the Year. I'm mean, actually
1: all that man. You're skipping ahead. I got awards still to come after this segment, man. You're all over the place. I'm all right. Go focus, focus. All right. So but, but Jets won. All right. What's two? Who's two? So I think the Jets will
0: win the East. I will go with uh, the Dolphins to finish second in the East. Um, they need to get Jalen Ramsey back on that field, and I know that's not going to be for a long time, but. I think they'll be better defensively. I'll go with the Bills finishing third, and then I'll go with New England dead last. I think uh, Miami, New York, and Buffalo all get into the playoffs, though, in the East. I think that's the best division in football. And I think New England might be a little bit better than people expect as well. But uh, Jets won. Miami, two. I think Tua will stay healthy, and he's pissed off, man. He's taking Taekwondo. He's learning how to fall down. <laughs> Way too many weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, I just – Like with Buffalo, I don't like Ken Dorsey as the play caller. I know everybody loves Ken Dorsey. I don't understand why. Last year was all Josh Allen being Superman on third down. I don't know if they could do that again this year. Stephon Diggs is upset already. Is Gabe Davis a number two wide receiver? A lot of injuries on defense last year. They had a great pass rush when Von Miller was on the field and was giving him eight and a half sacks. Then he got hurt in that game against Cincy. They couldn't get any pressure on the quarterback. Burrow just sat in the pocket all day long and picked them apart. So, I worry, like, Micah Hyde's coming off a neck injury. Trey White wasn't healthy last season. That's why I think they may be a disappointment. But I could be wrong, and Buffalo could win 14 games in the Super Bowl. They should.
1: Well, there's a lot of expectations for Josh Allen to win something soon. Uh, AMC North. Uh, so, all right, this one I think is uh, Tough. easy as far as the first one. So, Cincinnati obviously is one. We'll to go with the Bengals first. I'm going to go with uh, Pittsburgh uh, in second then I'll go Baltimore in third, and I'll go Cleveland in last. And the reason I'm doing that is, is because Mike Tomlin wins football games. That's what he does. And Kenny Pickett now going into year two, those young wide receivers, Deontay Johnson and Pickens. I think Pickens has a breakout year. You've got a young running backs behind him. I just think this all lines up for Pittsburgh to be that surprise team everybody's talking about going into the playoffs. Uh, and Baltimore – I don't know, man. Lamar Jackson gonna be out on the field all year long. OBJ, is he gonna be out on the field all year long? JK Domins, is he gonna be out on the field all year long? They got dudes around here that get dinged up a little bit on that offense. Uh and then fourth, Cleveland. I understand Deshaun Watson could look like Deshaun Watson of Houston and upset the world and end up, you know, getting on some crazy run. They've got they got the running back to get the job done in Cleveland. I don't know how much more they have other than the running back with Deshaun Watson. Uh so it's Cincy Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Cleveland Ryan Horvat.
0: oh we're gonna be way opposite here so I'm but be- I've been going back and forth with who's gonna win north between Baltimore and Cleveland actually and I'm gonna go with Baltimore I think Lamar is gonna be healthy all season because I think Lamar is gonna be in the pocket a lot I think you're gonna see the Louisville offense and I think it's gonna be what we saw in the preseason we didn't get to see Lamar in the preseason but we got to see Tyler Huntley run it and it's gonna be a lot of 11 personnel a lot of Lamar and shotgun and Zay Flowers who is going to be the best rookie wide receiver i think and you have mark andrews odell beckham jr is really your number two and if he doesn't stay healthy i love that that deal for him because he's gone next year um i actually worry about the defense a little bit more with baltimore Uh, especially their pass rush and their secondary already has injuries so that's no good but i'm gonna go with baltimore number one i'm gonna go with cleveland number two i think deshaun watson unfortunately will have a bounce back here they have a really good offensive line they have nick chubb uh Stefanski will open things up with play action they have Cooper there as their number one wide receiver defensive side of the ball they'll get six good weeks from Zedaria Smith to start the season so they should be a little bit improved there so I'll go Baltimore Cleveland and then I'm gonna go um Pittsburgh number three I agree I Mike Tomlin doesn't have losing seasons Kenny Pickett looks like the real deal in preseason I love George Pickens on defense as long as TJ Watts stays healthy that's a top 10 defense every year and then Cincinnati they could obviously win 15 games in the super bowl my only concern and why i'm going to go with them last i think this is the year that they don't stay healthy like this entire run the last couple of years man they've been healthy i think there might be some injury regression we've already seen that joe burrows ding we haven't got to week one um what if a couple of those guys go down you know especially on the defensive side of the ball so it's a tough division all those teams again like the east can make the playoffs that's how good this division is but I think Lamar and the Ravens get it done this year. I'm pretty high on them coming into the season. Greg Roman's finally gone. They got a real play caller.
1: AFC East, tough. All four teams could be good. Uh, And then AFC North is tough. All four teams could be good there as well. Now we go to the AFC South where most of them suck. Uh, Okay, so uh, we have uh, Jacksonville, obviously. I'm going to go Jacksonville, uh, one. Tennessee, two. Colts, three. Houston, for, it seems like a no-brainer order for me. I guess you can argue Vrabel in Tennessee yeah. uh, and Tannehill, uh, one, and Jacksonville, two. I just think that another year of – another offseason of Trevor Lawrence with Doug Peterson could do nothing but help. Adding Kelvin really off his gambling suspension, he looks in phenomenal shape and looks really good right now. That could be a huge difference maker on offense. They've got a couple good running backs in Jacksonville uh, as well. A tank there now. I I like Jacksonville, one you talk about injury. I don't know how much longer Derrick Henry can continue to to play football with the beating he's taken and as many carries as he's taken. And if yeah. Derrick Henry goes down, they're done. It's all done. They got DeAndre Hopkins. I understand. But I- I'm just telling you, it's over if Henry goes down. And I just don't know if he can stay healthy for another year. So, they're two. Uh, Colts and Texans both suck. So, pick whichever one you want to go 3-4 there. Uh, and that's where we're at there. AFC South, what do you got, Ryan? Huh. What if no Lord Anthony Richardson? Stop. They don't have any talent at wide receiver other than Pittman. And he's not a one no, I mean, defense is spotty. They're, they're horrible. They'd be lucky to win five games. Stop.
0: I know. I know. If Jonathan Taylor's there though. And they have a run game with a decent defense. I can maybe make the case for him, but yeah, it seems too easy to pick Jacksonville, but I mean you said it perfectly. Calvin Ridley, all the guys that they spent money on, people ripped those, those, those uh free agent signings. They all had career years. Zay Flowers was awesome, Christian Kirk was awesome, Evan Ingram was awesome. Now you have Calvin Ridley, you have ETN. People rip ripped that draft pick. That's the only smart thing that Urban Meyer did. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, that's what that's where my concerns come in, though. You got a bunch of young guys, you know, is yep. Walker worthy of being the number one overall pick. I guess we'll find out this year or by next year. So I'm going to pick Jacksonville. Tennessee would be the sneaky team. But, again, Tannehill played 12 games last year, and he had an ankle injury. If he goes down, you're looking at Malik or uh, my boy, Will Levis. Uh, I love D-Hop. I don't know why the hell it it shows. Because, remember, he wanted to play with the top quarterback, and he had his list. No, he wanted to go where he was going to make the most money, so he went to Tennessee. I love Rabel. But you said it, Derrick Henry's led the league and, and carries the three of the last four years. Eventually, they're going to run him into the ground. And on defense, they had more injuries than anybody last year. Are those guys going to stay healthy? Christian Fulton and those guys. If anybody's going to win the NFC, or I'm sorry, AFC South, other than Jacksonville, it's Tennessee. But I'm going to go Jacksonville, Tennessee. I'm going to go, um, here's a surprise, I'll go Indianapolis three, Houston four. I think Houston's going to be really bad again this year. Not I'm weird. worried about CJ Stroud.
1: I'm a thousand percent agree. So we actually agreed on that one. That was the only one we agreed on so far. Okay, yep. AFC West. This is another one that <laughs> I mean it could be really tough. Could be possibly. Uh I'm gonna go KC one until Patrick Mahomes retires. Fair. Uh I'm gonna go Chargers two. Fair. Denver three. And Raiders last. Yeah. Uh yeah. in that order. Um KC, obviously, Patrick Mahomes stuff said. Uh two Chargers. I'm going to lean on my guy, Ryan Horvath, who promises me that they're going to throw the ball more downfield this year. So if he is right, then the Chargers should be better. So Chargers 2, uh, and then Denver, Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, they're going to be better than last year. You can't be as bad as they were last year again. There's just there's no way that happens. Uh, so Russell Wilson and Denver 3, and I can't stand that dude, uh, coach of the Raiders, uh, Jimmy G., And Devontae Adams, I'm telling you, it's all lining up for Devontae Adams asking for a trade after this year to the Jets. It's going to happen. Just mark it down. You can throw that in a prediction for me. He ends up with the Jets next year. Uh, So KC Chargers, Denver Raiders.
0: It was all about going back home, though. So now he's going to go live in New York.
1: Yeah, Uh, play with Jimmy G for three or four years. You're out of your mind. Now that guy, that that rookie they drafted from Purdue now, he might be the guy at yeah. some point this year, they're like, okay, we suck. We're done. And let him get, you know, three or four games in at the end of the year. Maybe that saves him, Devontae.
0: I like Aiden O'Connell. I think Looks he's good. good. I yeah. think he might end up being the guy there. Um, yeah. It, oh, I hate betting against Mahomes. I'm going to go with the Chargers to win the West this year again. I just. On paper, that's the most talented team. The problem is, are those guys going to stay healthy? Like, where's the weak link, though? You know what I mean? Like, Herbert's got a cannon for an arm, and now Kellen Moore's there to allow him to push the ball down the field. Joe Lombardi was calling plays for the 2018 Saints for whatever reason with Drew Brees' arm hanging off. You got Eckler still. You got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And every year, I'm like, maybe they could stay healthy. This year, if, you, if they don't, you do have uh, Quentin Johnston, who I like, the rookie out of TC Yep. And, you know, he's more of a slot guy, but I think he could have a big year on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, you know Joey Bosa has to stay healthy, Cleo Mack has to stay healthy, Uh Derwin James has to stay healthy, Asante Samuel has to you stay. You a lot
1: <laughs> of wishing going on right now. to make them one. These,
0: listen to these names: J.C. Jackson was a bust last year, but he was the best corner in the league for three years in New England, and he's yeah. only 25 years old. So. Chargers have way too much talent. I'll take them to win 14 games. I'll take the Chiefs, though, to win 12 games. They come in second. Um, You know, Spags will – the defense, people will worry about the defense for three weeks, then Spags will do something crazy, and they'll go on and win 13 games. Uh, I'm with you. Denver can't be any worse than they were last year, but I still don't think that they're going to be good enough to make a run this year, and then the Raiders are dead last.
1: Yep, makes a lot of sense. All right, now the awards – MVP Ryan Horvath who you got MVP
0: this season will be going to none other than Justin Herbert
1: Justin Herbert
0: Justin Herbert with Kellen Moore as his play caller all he's got to do is stay healthy that's the other thing we forget about Justin Herbert man like last year wasn't a great year for the Chargers still went to the playoffs and he got cracked in the ribs week two in that game against Kansas city and stayed in that game and played hurt for weeks. You know what I mean? So if he stays healthy, I think he'll have a monster year. I'll go Herbert MVP. I was thinking about going Dak, but I'll go Herbert.
1: I'll say this. If the jets are the one seed Rogers is winning MVP. I don't Thanks care so. what Herbert, If I don't care what Herbert does. If they win the one seed in the AFC, it's going to be Rogers. I'm not taking Rogers. I'm taking Jalen hurts uh, to dominate the NFC. So Hertz is my MVP uh, for that one. Coach of the year, Ryan Horvath. Coach, coach of, of the year. year I'm going
0: to go with Matt LaFleur. I think that the Packers, I mean, they would do the ring, the articles in the ringer like Kevin O'Connell. Why isn't Matt LaFleur getting coach of the year love? What, he won 13 games three consecutive years? Because he had Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, you know, Jordan Love, people view him as a project. He's been sitting, but he knows the offense. If that defense can bounce back and stay healthy – I think Matt LaFleur finally gets some love. So Matt LaFleur, um, the smart pick would probably be Sean Payton if he turns that thing around in Denver. But I'll go LaFleur.
1: I'm going to go with Mike Tomlin. I like the LaFleur pick, though. I can get down with that. I just think Pittsburgh's closer to being that team than Green Bay is right now. And I know Tomlin wins every year. So I'm going to go Tomlin uh, as Coach of the Year. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'm going B. John Robinson. But I know you like others as well. So what do you got, Ryan?
0: Um. Yeah, I think that's the safe pick. But give me – I'll go Jameer Gibbs. Let's say the Lions live up to the hype, win 11, 12 games. I mean, he can – That's really your
1: Baltimore play. wide receiver that you love so much?
0: Yeah, oh, cross – well, so what I did with him uh, – so with Zay Flowers, there's different markets you could bet. I bet him to lead all rookies in receiving yards, plus 800. Now that's all the way down to plus 300, 3-1. Three oh. But – Yeah, you know what? Give me – I'm going to stick with Gibbs, actually, because if Gibbs catches like 60 balls out of the backfield, scores five rushing touchdowns and rushes for like 800 yards, and Detroit's the number one offense in the league, which they really realistically could be in the NFC, I think he'll get some love. But I like the Bijan pick. The only thing that worries me about Bijan, man, is Tyler Algier's good, like really good, and Patterson's good. So how many carries is Bijan going to get to start the season? You drafted Bijan top five. You're going to give him 15 touches a game, but I just want to see how they use him.
1: I think Cordell Patterson will barely be be used this year. I think he's going to be the last guy out. Uh, All right, defensive rookie of the year. I got Jalen Carter to the Philadelphia Eagles to dominate on the defensive line. Jalen Carter's my guy. Defensive rookie of the year.
0: Yeah, probably a good pick, especially going to that defense. And they lose a lot as well. I'll go with uh, Devin Weatherspoon, though. I'm going to go with uh, Witherspoon from uh, Illinois. Seattle Seahawks cornerback. They're trying to rebuild that Legion of Doom defense. They got a bunch of big corners. Then they draft him. He's only six foot, but I think he's going to be the best of them all. So I'll take him.
1: Offensive player of the year.
0: Yeah. I love this bet too. Garrett Wilson, offensive player of the year. You saw it in that preseason game, man. Aaron Rodgers with that offensive line is going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. You know how Aaron Rodgers falls in love with his guy. I know Lazard's there. And Cobb's there, and they're going to get some targets. But, like, they're there because they're Rodgers' buddies. Garrett Wilson's one of the best receivers in the league. I think he's going to put up
1: Devonte type numbers. Garrett Wilson. I'm, I'm going to go with B. John Robinson for Offensive Player of the Year as well. Did you realize that – I th- want to say – How many years now has it been? I forgot the stat exactly. But as far as, like, fantasy football goes, a rookie running back has been in the top three for I forgot how many years now uh, going. So everybody gets on the running backs and so forth. But these guys are going to be just fine, I think. Defensive player of the year, Ryan Horvath. Defensive player of the year.
0: Okay. Ah, man, this is tough. Um, I'm going to go with I've changed my mind on this. I've bet this. Who do I want to pick right here? This is tough. I'm going to go with Jalen Phillips, uh, pass rusher for the Miami Dolphins. I think he's going to have 14 and a half to 15 sacks this season. Like I said, I have pretty high expectations for Miami this year with that defense. So with Vic Fangio taking over that defense. That's going to be scary for Rodgers, man. That's the one guy that does have Rodgers kind of figured out. He's going to have to see him twice a year. I didn't think about that. But Jalen Phillips, everybody's going to bet – or you know, if anybody's going to make a pick for Miami, they're going to go with Bradley Chubb. But right. I think Bradley Chubb, if he stays healthy, he's going to eat a bunch of double teams, which will open things up for Phillips. I think he's going to have a breakout year, so I'll go with him.
1: I'll take Micah Parsons for the Dallas Cowboys because he's a freak. Uh, so yep. there you go. So MVP, Herbert for Ryan. I got Jalen Hurts, Coach of the Year, LaFleur for Ryan. I've got Mike Tomlin. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Gibbs for Ryan, B. John Robinson for myself. Defensive Rookie of the Year, uh, Witherspoon for Ryan, Carter for me, Jalen Carter. Offensive Player of the Year, Garrett Wilson for Ryan, B. John for me. Defensive Player of the Year, Jalen uh, Phillips and Micah Parsons. Uh, one last one uh, here, and that is College Football Weekend Recap. You, my friend, were all over Florida State against LSU. Others doubted. I don't know why you would doubt Horvath at this point, but you said, we talked about the Badger game. You hit the under, and it hit the number on the head. Then it? it hit 55 on the head. Um, and yeah. We were talking about the Badger game. And you said, I'm not really focused on too much other college football. I'm putting all my money on Florida State is what you said. And I was yeah. like, oh, boy. And it did not look good early for Florida State, making mistakes after mistakes. But they uh, ended up running away and hiding on LSU. Yeah, I mean –
0: Man, Florida State just has too many weapons this year. And with LSU, it's just been a mess of a camp. They've had guys getting kicked out of camp. They have injuries already. Brian, like I said, man, Brian Kelly's won against Mike Norvell. Going into that game three times, Norvell had covered all three times and outcoached him all three times. Now all four times. And Brian Kelly even said it after the game. He's like, we're not the team that we thought we were. Right? This one's on the coaching staff, on the players. But Florida State, man, they just have way too many weapons. I like their quarterback, Jordan Travis, a lot. They could run the ball. Keon Coleman, though, from Michigan State, I mean, he had the hat trick, three touchdowns in this game. That was one of the bigger transfer steals, I thought, in the portal this offseason because you already have just a bunch of guys. I mean, they got Johnny Wilson, who's six foot seven, needs to hang on to the damn ball. And then defensively, they got a bunch of studs there as well. So I felt really good against about Florida State. I thought they should have been favored by two and a half, three points on a neutral field. They were three-point dogs on the open. They went all the way down to one and a half before kickoff, but felt really good about that one. Then the next night, last night, went pretty hard on Clemson and Duke under. Took the points with Duke, but I like the under a lot just because all we've heard about Garrett Riley's offense and Clemson, but I don't like those wide receivers at all, and we saw it last night. That was my biggest concern with Clemson. I said they could win a national title, but they got to figure out the wide receiver room. And they had some bad luck last night. Like they probably should have won that game. They had terrible turnover luck in the red zone, obviously. But they don't have a wide receiver on that roster that could create separation. And Cade Klubnik didn't look like a five star quarterback last night. So love the under that one came home. It was a really good weekend. Um, Badgers were fun, you know. But but again, like going back to that under man, like this is the thing that I pay attention to during the camp, right? It's the run and shoot offense now. But Tanner Mordecai threw four picks in that spring game.
1: He was a little sloppy with the football again on Saturday. That was the worst practice. That was the worst practice Mordecai had all spring. They said that he didn't look anywhere near that bad the rest. But if you go back and look at his SMU days, Ryan, when they lost, he threw multiple picks in games. When they won, he didn't throw picks. Like that's been this dude's story.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you still have a good defense and you're and with the new clock rule. I'm probably going to bet a lot of badger unders because you still have uh, Braylon Allen there and man, I mean, how about uh Malusi? Chaz
1: Malusi, yep. Malusi?
0: Like, man, he looks really good. So, yeah, I felt really good about those three bets. I, the, the Wisconsin one sucked, though, because we were on pace to hit that under, and then I had to sweat it all out just for a push just to get my money back. And yep. some people actually lost the bet because the number, I want to say, closed at 53 and a half. So then I feel bad. But that's why I bet these games early in the week and try to get these plays out.
1: I w- one last thing I want to cover. Uh, Deion Sanders in Colorado. Uh-huh. I need to I need, I need to vent. I don't have a radio show, so this is where you get to hear me vent. I am sick of all of this Dion love. Sick of it. This is where I well, this is what I'm sick of first off. I'm first off sick of everybody acting like this is Colorado's roster from last year. This is not anywhere close to Colorado's roster from last year. He brought dudes from Jackson State, like that Travis Hunter kid. He wasn't at Colorado last year. He didn't get to have him at Colorado last year. Uh, Shadur Sanders is Dion's kid. Obviously, he's going to be the quarterback and look good. So did Hunter playing both ways. Dude's a stud, no question. But it's not the same roster now. It's incredibly difficult to get a brand new roster to all buy into one another to form that chemistry to learn how to play together. So he definitely gets credit for that. But all of this, oh, they were so horrible last year. Look what he did. They weren't. The, it wasn't the same team. So. Stop with all that nonsense. Secondly, I, I'm hearing a lot of this now. Oh, man, we were all wrong. Colorado's an unbelievable team. They're going to be really good this year. Guys, I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a lot of teams, a lot of coaches were watching Jackson State tape all last year and know what they're running. I doubt it. So now you've got one game on tape against TCU. They're going to make their adjustments. Do remember, Dion has an NFL coaching staff. These guys all have NFL ties for the most part, right? He's not going with a bunch of college coaches, but these college coaches aren't stupid. They're going to make their adjustments and we'll see how Jackson State plays. And it's a great win. Sonny Dixon TCU got beat. In fairness to Sonny Dixon TCU, they had no idea what was coming. They had no idea how good the Hunter kid was. They knew he was five-star and turning his back on floor and saying all that, but they I don't think anybody knew he was at that level. And so they got beat. It happens. Now let's see. Now they get Nebraska. Matt Rule. Uh Matt Rule came out and said, Hey man, you know, everybody's gotta build their program differently. I'm not gonna build the way Deion's building his or the way Luke Fickle Luke Fickle at Wisconsin. I don't know how Luke Fickle got brought into this, but he goes, you know, Deion's doing it his way, Luke Fickle is doing it the, his way. And I, on one. and I and I'm doing my way. And but his way is I, I don't know what the difference really is because it seems like Fickle brought in a bunch of guys from the portal, as did Matt Rule. They both brought in a bunch of – it's not like Rule didn't go into the portal and play the game. He went into the portal and played the game, and his offense still doesn't look very good, and they had the lead and choked it away again like all the Scott Frost teams did. So I don't know if Nebraska-Colorado is a much better deal, but I feel safe in saying Nebraska's defense is probably better than TCU's defense coming into this week against Colorado. Did you bet any Colorado this weekend, Horvath?
0: No, I bet. I bet a little TCU just thinking that it was going to be a mess. I mean, I knew how good Dion's kid is. Uh, he was a four star. Um, you know, we knew how good Hunter was. I mean, he's like the Shohei Otani of college football. Right. I, I, I want to see if he could do that every single week. Play all those snaps. He probably can. He's, he's a freak athlete. He's awesome. Those, those guys are good. It's crazy what Dion's done. Um, you know, bringing in all these dudes in the transfer portal, getting them to buy in beating a team that was just in the national championship game last year, but that's not the same TCU team either. You know, you had to downgrade them. They're probably a seven win team this season at best. There were some bad turnovers in that game. I'm not taking anything away from Dion, but I already bet Nebraska this week. I think Nebraska wins that game outright. I think Colorado is going to be feeling themselves a little bit. I still don't know how good they're going to be in the pack 12. I think they're going to be a lot better than we projected. I mean, their win total closed at three and a half. I think they definitely win four games. With Matt Rule, I get what he's saying, right? So, like, Dion, he wants to win right now. Luke Fickle wants to win right now this season, you yes. know, because he takes over a pretty talented roster. Nebraska did not have a talented roster. So, sure, Matt Rule brings in guys from the transfer portal. I get what he's saying because, for him, he always, that first year, does he kind of tanks that first year. It's all about building his culture. Like, at Temple, his first year, he went 2-10. and 10. By seasons 3 and 4, they were a double-digit win team at Baylor year one, he goes one and 11 year three, they're 11 and one. You know what I mean? Like he comes in, he builds that culture. He's like, I don't care about this season. We're kind of punting on this season. That's clearly not what Dion and fickle are doing. Um, But I do think Nebraska beats Colorado, but what a win for Colorado and what a game. That was fun, man. That was a lot of fun. It was cool to see. Um, but I don't know if it's sustainable. I, I, I still think Colorado
1: beats Nebraska. I'm not there, but I think Nebraska's defense will do a better job against Colorado's offense than TCU did. I just don't think Nebraska's offense is very good. So, Nebraska should have beat Minnesota, man. They they should have. Yes, I watched them I f- flitter it away at the end. I, it so, was horrible. Yeah, and I mean they
0: play no defense in the Pac-12. The one thing we know that they do in the Big Ten is they play some D. So. I, I don't know, man. I yeah, I'm 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 pretty high. I think that's one of my favorite bets this weekend. I really like Nebraska. Nebraska that's and old. Illinois catching points against Kansas. Two dogs, I think, went out right.
1: All right, there he is, Ryan Horvath. C Sparky fiver here. We'll be back. We'll record another one coming up on Thursday or Friday. Normally we record on Friday. We'll probably do it on Friday, and then we'll do our confident, concerned, and curious. We'll get Ryan's weekend picks uh, as well, and talk about Packers and Bears and the rivalry. The rivalry has. Flames just to fly up. Did you see the Sun Times? The back page of the Sun Times with Aaron Rodgers' picture on the back page of the Sun Times, uh, talking about how you know he's no longer the owner or whatever else. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of flames going between players. Rajul Douglas, time on not liking the Bears, dudes on the Bears, time on not liking the Packers. This is the most juice this rivalry game has had in years. By far, Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Download this beautiful app uh, on your Odyssey app, or not the app, the podcast, on your Odyssey app, wherever you download your favorite podcast at, or you can check us out on YouTube on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. We always stream these bad boys live for the most part. Ryan, have fun tonight. Bet MGM tonight. You, Trister Crick, and Nick Ashu. Are you guys talking football tonight, or are you guys talking baseball?
0: Talking football. I. I couldn't tell you one thing. Actually, I can tell you a few things that happened in baseball this past weekend, baby. Bay. Chicago Cubs,
1: two and a half games back in the central. Don't Here get they excited. come. Don't Here get they excited. come. How do I get stuck doing two podcasts, Kurt and Long and Green and Growing, and both co-hosts are Cub fans that I work with. Both of them. Marzion's a Cub fan and Horvat's a Cub fan. And my seven-year-old at home is a Cub fan. I'm surrounded by him. Horvat, you enjoy the rest of uh, your day. We will talk later in the week, buddy. Have a good one. See ya.